0: Hey, yo, hey, I, t- I swear every time I hear that track, man, I just want spit, to spit a beat. I mean, I want to spit a rap. I want to spit some freestyle. What up, everybody? Welcome, man. Today's uh, Tuesday, November 7th. Here we are in November already. It is crazy. Yeah, out of October, definitely in November. However, it does feel like it's summertime still. I mean, today was a little bit cooler here in the LM Empire. Shout out to everybody checking in from L.A., O.C., i.e. surrounding areas if you're out of state north south in arizona southwest east coast what up it's your boy odm from lighter shade of brown um uh, we got my boy melon Ace tapping in and uh, just a few matter of fact i think we got them on right now as you can tell by the caption hey we're just gonna shoot this shit today and i i'm expecting at least a good 20 percent maybe even more of weed smokers in on this live here on this podcast man i told Mello yesterday i came across well let me get into it right now man. we got my boy in here what up
1: padrino what up what up man (laughs) yeah we had a good a good chat down yesterday for sure
0: i hit Mello. i said look yo i came across uh, a video which we'll get into here man well you know let's talk about it you were recently on the on the b-real um b-real tv You, you have been on there for a few times now my man and that's why i called you because i had the Uh, A similar incident that happened to me, and I know what it's like, man, not really, not smoking. Do you even get high?
1: Not no more. It's been about 24 years. Well, you
0: might, damn near, might as well not even, yeah, say I'm not a weed smoker anymore.
1: I am not. I am not, by no means. Especially (laughs) what they smoking nowadays, but go ahead. (laughs) So so I was like, let let me just go straight to the clip real quick. Go ahead, go ahead. Run it, run it. I'm Pause. just smiling for no fucking reason. See, and that's good. I'm over here. I'm just like, yeah, this is like, cool, I, man. Like, I, I heard the cough, like from, like, from but it wasn't like a just regular cough, you know? Yeah. It was just like, oh, damn, something hit because there's a lot of smoke. You're blowing it that way, and I'm trying to go this way, but sometimes this is going to keep going. It's crossed No, 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 it's cool. It's cool. I'm just wondering when I'm sitting here smiling for no reason at all. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to understand. <laughs> You're going to have to forgive me. You're going to have to forgive me, okay? Yes. But right now, right this moment, I feel as though I should walk out and get some air. If you need some Uh, air, go get some air.
0: We'll uh, handle it. You come back. Okay. All right. right. Yes. And that's all that it was right there, man. And when I saw that part right there, I mean, through your sunshades, I knew what the fuck was going on. Because I had a similar situation when we had Criminal on the podcast. And let me me, me run that real quick. And this is kind of how... How my my shit went right here.
1: Let's let's take a look at ODM. Hey, thanks for tapping oh in, man.
0: Hold on a second. I think I got to take a break. Yeah. Seriously, bathroom break or smoke yeah. break? I don't normally take a break, but I got to take a break. All right, criminal. Yes, sir. Excuse me for a second. All right, on me. I'm gonna roll something up. Talk to Blackiana There real we go. Quick. <laughs> and and that's it. That's kind of similar, exactly what well, kind of what went on with you. But the only thing is, is I I took a hit of the joint Bubba had behind me, bro. My shit was infused. That shit was laced. I found that out later. I was just trying to, you know, smoke and do one for the camera, do one for the team, as they say. But you actually caught a contact high and had to get up, right?
1: Yeah. Um, my thing was a little different because I don't smoke at all, no matter what. Um, you know, and I, I'd love to smoke with B, you know, As as now as we're older men, like we used to when we were younger together, but, you know, I know better, you know, because they don't call him Dr. Green thumb for nothing, you know, and and so I know better plus, um, you know, my thing is doctor's orders, you know. I have right. doctors' orders not to smoke. I I turn into Spider Man. I'll be climbing on your chandeliers and do wild shit. You know what I mean? So well, man, has um, it always been that way? Like even no, back no, years ago? no, 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 no. I used to smoke more than some niggas today, bro. Like Snoop Dogg and them. Um, you so know, like happened? I used to smoke like that. Well, what happened was I used to sign autographs for my boy Shag. Rest in peace. He lived in this apartment building in um in in Downey somewhere and he would call me up every friday and be like yo mellow if you come sign autographs in my building i'll give you these sacks of weed you know what i mean right and so i go over there this is like 93 94 95 in there and what he wasn't telling me was that it was coming over um and imported in gas tanks you know what I'm saying? So to throw off the smell of the marijuana, they put it in the gas tanks, right? Right. Damn, and that's so, whole right there. Right. Right. <laughs> and so when I, every time I try to roll it, it'd be really wet and mushy. I had to dry it out for a while, and then i twist it up, but it wouldn't stay lit or anything. So I'm over here, like, hitting it hard, hitting it hard, and whatever I did hitting take in.
0: Gas, the real gas. <laughs>
1: yeah, the real gas whatever I did take in through a chemical imbalance in me to the point to where my mom had to check me into a rehab and they had to put me in a straight jacket to sweat, sweat this whole shit out, bro. Like I'm having the cold sweats. I'm in the room by myself. I'm strapped in. I wish this was a lie, but it's not. I mean, it was terrible. What I had to do, what I had to go through and endure for the sake of that so that's what happened so my doctors tell me look for the rest of your life we don't get you know we don't want you to smoke because oh excuse me there yeah, Raul, we can't Raul calling.
0: gasoline tanks you know what
1: I'm saying Right. so he's like no matter whether it's good or bad stuff it's always going to make you paranoid and you'll have issues you know what I mean I said okay cool so I, of course you stay hard headed a little bit and you try a little bit more and you still and then it's like yeah the doctor was for real you know Um, And so I did that But now since 1999 I haven't smoked bona fide I wanted to bring up a very important
0: Factor man how we were talking about last night How weed had the weed has Changed the strain has Changed there's multiple fucking Strains out there now since back then You had like probably you can count How many strains there was on your hand back then Right
1: absolutely absolutely It wasn't that many different You know strains going around and it definitely isn't what it is today. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I happen to feel like it's a stronger, it's a stronger THC. I'm not sure if there, if it's infused with something. I'm, I, I don't know that. Um, but I'll tell you what. Just sitting in the in the studio there with B and the guys, I, I just got this hell of a contact. And the set, like my time prior to that, that I was there. I felt like a pinch in my heart, but I tried to play it off so I could last the duration of the show. But it was really bothering me.
0: Mello, you weren't even there. Like, I counted maybe 30 minutes. You weren't even yeah. there. Barely tops, right?
1: And, and that's- it's a two-hour show. So imagine if I'm getting this lifted just by smelling it, how high they are. Now, my, my dog, B, been smoking for a long, long time just like me, but you know, longer. Cause he stayed with it. He became an advocate for it. He, you know, um, we all know he's like the Cheech and Chong of rap music. Right, and so we know this. We know this. So when you go smoke with him, be ready to really, really put it down because he can go one after another, after another, after another, and not be like, and still, you know, hold a very intellectual conversation with you.
0: You know what? Well, so, okay, so there's two ways. Either you're gonna get paranoid, or you're really gonna get leveled the f out and and, and be on some concentration type shit because weed's supposed to make you focus. They say, right?
1: They say a lot. They say a lot. I mean, it can make you very creative. It can make you very relaxed. It Depending can heal. on
0: the strain. Now, I've heard years gone by. Sativa is what you're supposed to smoke. If you want to write some dope shit, they say, Sativa, don't fuck with the Indica. And here I'm trying to learn, I'm, I'm you know, as the years go on. Because I'm like, there's a lot of dope-ass rappers that smoke weed that are... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, I wanna, I wanna just try what they try and see if that'll enhance my lyrics a little bit. You feel me?
1: Yeah. Well, trip this. That's funny that you say that because about four years ago, I went to a to a party uh, for um, Damian Marley, right? And um, I got handed like, remember when they were handing out the vape pens and shit? Yep. Right, and you hit hit it. And it, it it'd be like weed in like a liquid form. Okay. And they, they, somebody gave me one of those. It was a, a sativa and they were like, yo, you're not going to get like that whole shit. It's going to be very mellow. Why don't you try it? So I tried it the first day at the club and I, and I felt cool, like nothing. Right. Yeah. But the next day when I was at the crib, I hit it again and I started to feel that same, you know, that head game going on. Right. And so I, I just threw the pan away. But, um, but nah, man, it's, it's real, but you know what? We are not alone. I just saw an interview today with, um, with big boy from the radio station, um, where he sat in with be real on a smoke box and had to get out of the car. And now he don't smoke at all. That's right. I saw that okay. too, a
0: clip of that a clip. And, and, right. And and, and and most of these stories. Is it me, doc? Or is it like some of these stories are really familiar? They sound the same. I, I left your studio. I couldn't drive home or I got in the car. I was trying to drive. I couldn't. I was. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like, yeah. you still got to get home. And, you know, what? The, but here's here's the craziest part. My brother Sendog was in the in the smoke box too and he had to get out. Now you know my brother smokes. Sendog didn't couldn't that. hang. Yes, there's a clip of Sendog walking out of the smoke box car. So is it fair yeah. to say
0: that B real's pilot palate- it's like above this screen right here, and, yes. and he's on some other shit like that shit don't even face, and I see yeah, him and no, co-host, and they all just his co-host even man, I know he got a podcast, and I'm watching him and everybody just you know do their thing like me, I mean on the flip side, like I'm a drinker, you know what I'm saying, and I know it's different effects totally, but like it's like almost testing your wine palette, so to speak, you yeah. can't start from the top and you got to start and build your wine palette. would you agree?
1: I agree wholeheartedly. I also agree that, you know, that I also believe that, you know, marijuana smokers are just as picky, if not more so, than wine tasters. Wine tasters, because I've had a wine company, I know this, I've seen people, you know, do the whole smell around the swirl around to turn it to the side. Let's see the legs running. Yeah. Cause you have, your own, you have your own wine, right? I have my own wine company. So I know, yeah. but, and that's why I did it. Cause you know, the marijuana thing is not me. So I figured I'd go to the wine lane. There's only E 40 and maybe Snoop Dogg in that lane. And, um, and it did really well for me, but, um, what I've noticed is that, you know, marijuana users are very um, knowledgeable about what they smoke and what they're putting into their body and what kind of a high they're trying to experience. You feel me? So for a guy like Be Real, I'm sure he's so well-educated on everything that he knows exactly how many joints at to what time of the day he can parlay with. Yeah. You feel me? So, so I, actually, I,
0: I I actually when you was leaving and 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 I didn't catch wind of this when I first watched the clip but after you and I spoke yesterday on the phone he mentioned something like on some like DIY type shit like hey you want to feel better go get you some sugar a sugary drink and
1: uh it it'll, it'll help you out is that right yeah, um, any kind of, of sugar candy, any kind of recess pieces, any type of like fruit roll-up, or maybe um a Sprite or a Coca-Cola or a combination of the three is what actually helped me and and some water, you know, to help me level myself back out because I, I did have to drive back to the crib after the show, you know. And <laughs> after so- I
0: got the contact high, that shit, I didn't even hit the joint and I got high like a motherfucker. Now, did Send Dog... Did he hit it, or he just was hot boxed too and had to get out?
1: No, he hit it a few times, of course. Sendogs a smoker, and and then after a while, he was just like engulfed in smoke and had to had to tap out. Yeah. What other? You know
0: what? In all fairness, that that wasn't bad. I mean, you like getting the contact. And the fact that I mean you're not alone is what I'm saying. Obviously, I I had the yeah. same thing. I was I had a contact before I hit that shit on, on 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 my podcast, and then I then what I did was I went and hit it anyway. Now realizing I had a contact, and that just made it even worse. But I mean, right. nothing beats the story than you years ago hitting some shit that came out of a gasoline tank, my man,
1: like that, just <laughs> take the cake, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it was weeks and weeks of that because I, you know, I was like, okay, let me go get my sack, you know, let me go sign these autographs and get my sack, so for weeks I'm doing this, and, uh, you know, the homie, he didn't know any better, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I you know, yeah. he's resting in peace anyway, there's nothing I could tell him any anyway, but he was my dog like that, he was my real dog, so I know he wasn't trying, to, you know, like to do anything malicious is what he got is what he got. Unfortunately, you know, it, that happened to me and maybe it's supposed to be that way for me in the, now the future. Right. Right. Um, I, I don't know, you know, but, uh, that's, that's, that it was real. And, and that contact was way real. You know, I think what the strands that they have now, um, and what they are in is way more intense, Then, you know, the stuff I was smoking when I was coming up on Cypress Hill, you know, we were smoking some, you know, we even grew some shit in the backyard one year. You know what I mean? Oh, did you? Yeah, we did. In back of mom's crib, we grew a big tree and we took it down after it was over the roof. And then our homeboy Kirby from across the street curated it for us. And really what was brought
0: it home. Was, was it some stress? Was it some skunk?
1: Was it some uh humble <laughs> humble it, it, it was it was a skunk, it was a skunk for sure. Oh, definitely because back yes, in those days, that's either.
0: what it was, man. It was either I think the order went stress, yeah, which, which is probably one of the lower on the totem pole, then it went skunk and then chronic, right?
1: Well, there was another one, there was um Indica.
0: Okay, that was around. All right, all right.
1: Yeah, and we used to go get that from the Jamaicans and shit.
0: Hey, I want to, I want to hit this real quick. Uh, I'm looking up your wine because a couple cats shout out to everybody in the super chat right here on YouTube on the Blockout Podcast. Also, everybody listening this on the playback on Spotify, uh, Pandora. we invite you to come on over to YouTube because this is where we, you can actually visually see us and, and tap in live. Um, some of the homies are, are, are saying that other, besides E40, yourself, um, got their own wines out. It's saying right here on the screen, Raiders legend Charles Woodson has his own wine. Did you know that? Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, of course. He's got the intercept Interception wine, and he had another one called 24. Um, so, yeah, I'm familiar with all those. And, you know, the wine game is crazy. You know, I, I I'm actually in position right now to sell the company because it's it's way. How can I say politically and sound correct here? Um, when you go and in, and in, in, into such an endeavor, you start to realize quickly that those families up in Sonoma County and Napa Valley, they're not just going to let you walk in there, and you know, and try to capitalize on something their families have been holding on to for 75, 100, 125 years. Right. So, you know what I mean? It's it's a heavy endeavor. And my Havana Wine Company is is now, you know, in the process of being sold.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Is is it uh, having your own wine as, as the same as if, like, if I were to have my own brewery? Or not brewery, but my own beer at a brewery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same kind of uh, issues, no? Because the brews are, they're brewed just as wines wine's made, right? Or or am I off topic
1: for that? Wine, Wine is made out of grapes, Right. right 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 and so no you 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 don't have to you know go out there and squeeze the the grapes yourself or anything <laughs> like that you know what i mean what you do is you do pick the flavors that you like and the blends that you like and then create a wine out of that you know um you might like a mixture of berries with strawberries or or like a like a with a wood finish or a stronger finish something like that right so you want to And you want to smell it a certain kind of way. So you go out and you pick your flavors. Then you have the guys in the field blend it for you. And then they bring it out the back for you. Then mass produce. And then you buy it, you know, in pallets, you buy it in pallets financially,
0: is that a a smart move to make? You know what I'm saying? Like, to get into that wine business?
1: I mean, the best way to do it is to do, like, Drew Bledsoe, the ex-quarterback of the Buffalo Bills and uh, and the Patriots. He bought the entire vineyard. You know what I mean? He has his own vineyard out there. So he has acres upon acres upon acres of of fruits being grown, and then they manufacture his shit right there on their grounds you know what i mean yeah. that's the way to do it so of course that's going to be a lot more lucrative you know what i mean i unfortunately didn't have that type of capital you know what i mean right. but you can still start the endeavor and you know you got to get your licenses and everything and make sure everything is legit
0: I, I think i'd become i think my the name of my wine would be like you know on some like odm like like spill the wine Type shit, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I might yeah, yeah. have to cut bread with the
0: war on that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> on some shit. But uh, I have thought about doing oh, my like my own, like my own ale. You know, on a brewery, like lighter shade of brown ale or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Just for sure. Kids. Not obviously a long time thing. I mean, because I heard. I mean, those can only you can only go so far with that. I mean, you make a deal with a brewery, and then like I don't well,
1: know forty. Go ahead. The deal, the deal is is different. The way Snoop Dogg did it, a lot of people think it's Snoop Dogg's wine. Snoop Dogg lent his character to it, but it's actually owned by some other cats, some white boys, right? And so, but because they put Snoop on the on the label and all that, people think it's Snoop Dogg's wine. He probably gets a percentage of it, but the guys who actually own it are are some like straight up European dudes. You know what I mean? So that's what I learned while moving in into that lane. You know what I mean? You get to really know what's really going on and, you know, how the wool is being pulled over certain people's eyes and, you know, shit like that, how to move around in that lane and go into Napa and really try to accomplish something is a whole, uh, it's a whole different beast.
0: I definitely switching lanes over here, man, from wine. Um, yo, at this, just a few hours ago, man, this, this, this news broke on, um, C. Knight of the Dove check man, I, I, I know I contacted you earlier as we were getting set for tonight, man, to go on and, you know, uh, C. Knight of the Dove Shack, if you guys don't know, man, passed away um, today, as a matter of fact, and this was broke by TMZ, and I guess uh, he uh, entered into the hospital, man, my man had diabetes, and uh, what had happened was he went into cardiac arrest while he was in the hospital, and they put him on a ventilator. And uh, they just uh, recently pulled, you know, took him off of that today. So um, this hits home because it's, number one, hip-hop. Number two, it's it's our era, our genre. I remember touring with them cats. I knew Bow Rock more so. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Same think, here. I'm not sure if I even crossed paths with C-Knight from the Dove Shack. Yeah. Um, right, right. Was I'm
1: really the same. Seen, right? Right. I'm the same as you. Bull Rock is my guy. Um, I think C-Knight was one of those kind of guys that did the show and went home quickly. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Which would make a lot of sense why we don't... We, I don't have any pictures with, with this man. You know, it's very unfortunate and, and, and very, like, premature. You know, um, me, myself, being 56 years old, and, and you know, just recently... Plug plug two die of De La Soul. So it's like Correct. You know, we're in that demographic, it seems, and you know, to make it to sixty years old is is like a goal now. You know what I mean? Well, it was so, like I was
0: telling you yesterday. Well, first off, C Night fifty two years old, man. So that's that's right around our age, man, with within uh years, few years and you're absolutely right. Like I was telling you last night, bro, we were talking. I'm like, you know what's a trip about hitting the five zero? is like if you made it to 50, bro, like you consider yourself lucky, like consider yourself very fortunate and blessed because I don't know what it is back then if cats was living this easy to 50 but for some reason some shit's in the air whether it's in the food whatever it is i mean obviously we experienced COVID, and cats was just falling and 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 now i see you know and it was more so those with that had already come you know conditions underlying but just to see the homies you know like man like we got our families and so forth um you know, but 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 our homies that we went to school or even homies in the industry, you just go, damn, you know, that's that's a trip. Like I'm lucky to be I know.
1: Lucky. I know. One of them that really hit home for me was the passing of Biz Marquee, um, rest in peace. And um that really hit home because I remember when I was coming up going to certain <laughs> seminars in the industry and and seeing Biz walk in with LL Cool J and and people like that. And you like stare at them in awe. And you're like, I still ha- hadn't even came out yet, you know. and But I know that my record's slated to drop. But here are these guys who are already been doing it since 85, you know, 84, 83, walking in. And I was kind of in awe. So to see Biz pass away earlier this year really hit home, as you said. You know what I'm saying? Do you have any uh, stories
0: with with, with Biz? I mean, did did
1: you meet him on a a few occasions at all? You know what? I've never in my whole career met Biz Markey. Never. Never crossed paths. What about Plug 2? Plug 2, yes. The very first Cypress Hill. um, Yo, damn. Give me a second. Go ahead. You need to get Um, that? I, I kind of, no, yeah,
0: off, I could I put you on hold. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Melon Man Ace, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Blockout Podcast. That gives me time to go here to the Super Chat. That's why we live, baby. You know what I'm saying? Um, shouting out everybody right here on the Super Chat. we just shooting the shit with my boy Melon Man Ace. We both had like some, you know, smoking encounters, <laughs> scary nightmares. <laughs> so we had to talk about it. But uh, let's see here. Shout outs to Robin the Hood. What up, uh, Jules? Jules Quinones, man, always on game, man, always showing the support. Spaceball's been in the building uh, since since uh, we started here at uh, 6 o'clock. We're just going to kind of shoot it tonight, man, talk about some current events, you know, what's going down. Obviously, going back to C-Night, man, from the Dove Shack, um, very, very sad, you know, especially, you know, shout-outs to his, his, his family, his loved ones, uh, passed away at 52. Come on, man. You got to be crazy if you haven't bumped summertime in the LBC, and I think my man had the last verse on that as well. But uh, so so sad, and you know, just bump this track, man. You know what I mean? This track is is, is legendary. It's a, it's a timeless track, and C Night, uh, we we owe a lot of respects to him, you know, and the crew there for that song. So um, diabetes is a motherfucker, man. You know. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I know as Latinos, we don't really, I mean, I don't know know—we're at the top of the chain when it comes to diabetes, but I know African-Americans are up there along with the uh, American Indians, uh, the, the Indians as well. And, uh, something not to be played with, man, for sure. Just type one and type two. I was reading on it, um, a little bit here, but, uh, just, Take care of yourself, man. Take care of yourself. Shout out Supremo Funk. What's going on? Any questions, man? For Mellow, I know he was on hold. Actually, he'll probably pop back in. He had to take a call. Uh, what up, Joe Rhymes? What's cracking, big dog? Yes, sir. We appreciate that. Snacks in the park on a summer afternoon. Is that the new? Is that the new one right there? We gonna we gonna run with that one. <laughs> Yes, classic, timeless joint. Of course, uh, resin. Um, so yeah, that that's just so sad, man. You know, um, I'm telling you when you start getting there up in age, bro. Like you just you see people just fall off, man, back and forth. Like, and you're going, damn. Well, his family members are just homies. You know what I'm saying? Shout outs to uh, Albuquerque. Um, let's see here. What up to uh, Jason right here? Ch- tapping in as well. While we're waiting on Melo to come back in, I, I just kind of wanted to go over a couple tour dates since we're on here. One being this weekend, we're actually going to be in um, Arizona. So shout out to everybody in AZ! Um, right there, you see on the screen, it's going to we're going to be at San Carlos Apache um, Veterans Concerts at the Apache Gold Casino and Resort is where it's at. That that's this Friday. Now there's two events. There's Friday and Saturday. Friday is with us. NB uh, Riders, um, Big Gemini, and then, um, of course, on Saturday's Bone Thugs exhibit. And they're going to be on this. So I don't want you guys to think, if you guys are going to the show, make sure you read that fly in your ticket that those are two separate nights. It's almost like they put the Latinos on Friday and they put, you know, the brothers on, on Saturday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's all one big hip-hop weekend. So you can get your tickets at lightershadeofbrown.com. Um, let's see here. And then on Saturday, this Saturday, here's a big one right here. This is pretty dope. We're going to be in Indio at the uh, fairgrounds over there for the Festival of uh, Wheels and Bullies uh, and Music. So there you got Twixie, us, of course, Lighter Shade of Brown, Mariah Avila, uh, the homie MC Pancho, Maso, um, what up, dude? That California and a bunch of uh, bullies, man, and, and willies. Like, come, on, come on through. You got something for every everybody there. Shout outs to Round Two Entertainment for bringing us out. So we're definitely gonna have a busy weekend. This weekend, indeed, and we hope to see everybody out there. And this just in, and I gotta just push this. We're also coming to Texas next week, um, Sunday afternoon, uh, November 19th. We're coming to the city of Odessa. Shout out to Odessa, Texas, man, from your boy ODM, Money Moons, the whole crew. We are coming through uh, for the 52nd, the Hano Super Show. Um, so yeah, we hope to see everybody out there. That's an all-day event. It's a little Tejano looks like the car show And of course your boys, you know, we're gonna be rocking, you know, some some classics and of course the new joints man West uh sunsets on the west side and of course uh funk by nature that new one If you haven't got a chance to go stream the new lighter shade of brown music I invite you to go jump over to the lighter shade of brown youtube channel and check that out all right, so uh yeah, that's it as far as that. Uh Light of You can go check out um basically all our tour dates are all right there. So yeah, man, what else is going on? Armando from the Dino, Dirty Dino. What's going on, man? San Bernardino, represent i.e. in the house. Uh let's see here. Uh um, let's see here let me click off of this odm and ace thank you brothers for putting latinos on the map we appreciate you brother for supporting us because if it wasn't for you listening to our music that shit goes both ways and i mean that sincerely you know what i mean like you know we have to have an audience to to appreciate our music and buy our music back then or stream it nowadays so we thank you my boy joseph uh for um for that compliment as well I mean and it's evident you know what I mean Like we were having this conversation About rappers today Versus rappers back then 80s 70s 90s Rappers today I'm going to ask you this <clears throat> How many rappers today Do you feel that that when I say today The new generation you know what I'm saying Let's just say uh, uh, Anywhere between You know 2000, we'll say 2012 and now, how many of the rappers within that window do you think will be able to, uh, play arenas, uh, stadiums, you know what I'm saying? And and, and I asked that because that's what we're doing. We're still doing that. A lot of shade of brown. You know what I mean? Ice Q, Warren G, all the 90s greats. And even East Coast. I mean, Melum. We just did a show with uh, Grandmaster Flash, Melly Mel, uh, is Five. Uh, who else was on that ticket? Um, what's homie's name? Master Ace. I was born to row. He was on there. Um, it was like a West Coast meets East Coast type vibe. And this is timeless music is what is what I keep screaming. You know what I mean? And... Um, so I asked you that question. So I'm going to wait for the super chat to light up. Appreciate that. Thank you, Randy Jean. Randy Jean, I'm going to have to make you a mod moderator. Hit that like she says. It's for free, please. That's right. That's right. If you want to send a donation too, I'll highlight your name up there and we'll shout you out. But it's all love. Um, Right now, actually at this present time, if you're wondering um, where the rest of the crew is, um, we are getting set for a new location. We're building a location. You know what I'm saying? So stay tuned for that. We hope to have this spot within the next maybe two to three weeks. Cause we don't want to rush it. We want this to really be, you know, really a dope Yeah, Come on, man. We got to, we got to keep up with Mr. American Cholo over there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got to look good over here and represent these, uh, this platform. Well, you know, I eat LA baby. That that's what it is right there. Uh, Let's see here. So, yeah, in a a, a few weeks, give us two to three weeks. Till then, in between, I'll be popping on right here. I got my, you know, my setup. And, you know, just to kind of tackle, like, current events and just keep you updated on that, all right? Um, Let's see here. Joe Rhyme says, that's a great question. The only answer is if they make Timeless, we're building. Let me read that again. That's a great question. The only answer is they make timeless we're building I'm not quite quite, quite sure what that means man you might have to write that out a different way so I can understand Joe Um, let's see here Amber says over here easier to become a rapper today than back in the day the new hip hop don't bring classics like it used to send like songs are hot for a few days and then that's it shout out to pico rivera represent yep you're, you're absolutely right um i think we got to bring my man Melo back in here Melo, you there yo 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 okay i see that he was here but i don't see no screen he's texting me right now yeah today is just um to, you're absolutely right man um and I think with today's you because it's so saturated, you got to just keep dropping them week by week by week, video by video by video, because, you know, um, it's that's t- it's it's easier. It's accessible, you know, to a camera, to a studio shit, man. I shit you not like I'm shit because I'm doing beats again. Right. Um, produce sunsets. Check it out. Also produce Funk by Nature. All the new Lighter Shade of Brown shit, your boy's producing that. So if you need beats, holla at me. But what's crazy is, is back in the days, uh, we would hire studio musicians, like the Lighter Shade of Brown music, like um, and a lot of others would, uh, like to come in and, and play a bass. Because I didn't know how to play bass. You know, I play I could play mess around on the keyboard and get it down. But we would hire uh, musicians to basically sit there for, like, an hour or so. Like, st- Stan, the guitar man. You might have heard his voice. Like, he played a lot of the NWA stuff when Dr. Dre and all that. He was the one that called up on the radio, um, on that radio song with Easy e and said, yo, man, this is Stan, the guitar man. I wonder if I can get paid for this, motherfucker. And he, he legit, he played on a couple of our songs. Lowrider Madness. Go look up the Hip Hop Locals album. Uh, Shout-outs to... Um, uh, what was his other name? Ronnie, R- Ronnie King. Ronnie King. Dope fucking keyboardist, man. He 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 would bring his Moog um, to the studio, lay down those funk sounds. Um, another one was a guy by the name of Soup, S-O-U-P. He would bring in his Moog and, and just play the whole joint. My thing now is, that's right, Anthony. He got ganked. <laughs> so my thing now is, is, man, I'm on, I shit you not, like I'm on Fiverr. I go to the website Fiverr. I don't know if you heard of that app, but you go to Fiverr and they basically have all types of services that you can use. Right. And I'm on there and, um, I'm looking up, you know, musicians. So I'm like, I wonder if I can find me somebody to, to, to play a bass line for me. And then sure enough, you know, I came across several and talked to the, talked to the homie. And I was like, look, man, you know, they even charge, they charge you either for 30 seconds of play, the eight bars, a, a whole song session you know they have different prices um so you know you 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 send them a little eight eight bar freaking part of of what you're trying to do with an idea just an idea motherfuckers will play it and you'll have it back within 24 hours at your desktop that is so dope man so anyway i i i just you know i i think it's dope you know, technology, like I'm saying, my point is, is everything is, 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 uh, accessible. It's easy. Someone screenshot what I'm saying. My homeboy Pocho is throwing the boxing. What? Challenge to LA icon for $10,000. Pocho, the guy that used to be on with LA icon. Let's talk about it. Yeah. What happened there? Cause I know that I know he, the food community, when it started, it had Pocho on there. Right. So, you guys, I I don't really follow as much, but I mean, I know obviously who the food community is. I know who Icon is. And Pocho, he was, uh, I met him through Icon when they came down and they did the Blockout podcast on the LA Icon um, episode. But yeah, and then they were telling me about the whole podcast thing right then and there. They were debuting it. And I saw Pocho on like maybe a few shows. Or episodes, and the next thing you know, I don't know if they had a fallout or what. But um, and then I seen him. I think I saw a clip of him over on uh, with Tony A Rodium Radio. There's Melo right there. But let me know in the super chat. What's up, my boy? There he is. I'm back. <laughs> everything good?
1: Everything. Everything okay. is everything.
0: Yeah, bro. We was just talking about. Um, well, this. Question: Do you follow food community at all, or uh, LA Icon, or those cats over there on that podcast? I,
1: no, uh, I'm really not tapped in right now, man. My day is focused on on certain other things. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk,
0: let's, let's talk about that, Melo, because you and I were talking and let's update everybody where you've been. I know I other than I saw you at my birthday and you you were, you know, you were, I was blessed enough to have you come through on August, but there was like a big gap, bro. And I know you've been working on some things with uh community and 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 some teaching, right? Some education, yeah. some, some up and coming artists. Talk about it real
1: quick. Well, it's not so much up-and-coming artists. Um, what I did was I got approached by City Councilman David Argudo in the city of La Puente to spearhead a arts program for the kids in the San Gabriel Valley. And um, I took it. Um, it was a great opportunity, so I took it. Um, we had to come up with a curriculum, of course. Um, and so I tapped into a friend of mine, a dear friend named Abby Losis, who had been working in the industry in that degree as teaching and, and doing stuff with Matt Som of Guns and Roses and things of that nature. And okay. right away, she knew exactly how to how to come up with uh, the curriculum for the project and for the program. And then I tapped in with my man, Bronick Rebleski, who's been a good friend of mine for over thirty years. So he could teach the producer class. I would teach the rap class, which was called Rap Star. Yeah, I was going to say, you got
0: to give him the title. I think that's so su- that's, that's dope, man. That's a dope name.
1: Yeah, no, no. It's called the Mellow Man Ace Arts and Edut- Edutainment Arts Program in the city of La Puente in San Gabriel Valley. And we just had our first graduating class of 125 kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they, get, you know, they had 13 weeks of, of a program where they start learning the industry and they start learning... I had mock battles, for instance, in my classroom. I taught them how to write bilingual raps—Spanish, English, English. I taught them how to love themselves in front of a mirror. Teach them how to sign contracts and what a contract means. So I would make oh. mock contracts with them to for their for their performance coming up at the end of the season, right? And I would pay them twenty dollars. I said, okay. If you're get if you're gonna sign this contract, you'll make twenty dollars, right? Right. And the kids would get the little contract agreement, they would sign on, and they get their twenty dollars, and then they'd show up. You know, I didn't have to do that. I, I don't. Ha- I didn't have to do that, but it, I wanted to show them as much and talk to them about merchandising and marketing and all these other things along the way. So it's a it's a ten week program within three weeks of 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 rehearsals.
0: Is there somewhere online, Mellow? I could bring up while you're talking about this, because I'm 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 looking.
1: Um, I'm sure it's out there. Um, we didn't create like pages for it or anything like that because we're dealing with minors, oh, and okay. you need parental uh, permission for all that. Um, so we kept it in house, but the parents did come out, and sh- I mean we were sold out. It was sold out. Um, there, the the culmination. Uh, certification award party for them, where they got to perform what they learned, and my little rappers were up there doing a thing. Oh, that would have been we- so dope to like document. Yeah, it. yeah. No, we we documented it. We have it, and now you know other other cities in in Los Angeles want it, like Canoga Park. I have a meeting with them next week. Also Baldwin Park wants it, so we'll have a meeting with them the following week after that. So you know, people are seeing the results of what the self-esteem that it boosted these kids into. Many of them had never held a microphone. Many of them had never seen a drum machine or a keyboard. And the city of La Puente went all the way out and got all these instruments for every classroom. Yeah. And, and and I had a blast with it, man. I, I really missed those kids. I grew to really like them and, and, enjoy, and see them week after week mm. and grow to know their little personalities and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so it was amazing. So we sat in front of city council, Abby and I, and we pitched it and they loved it. So each council, each councilman put into the pot and we were able to offer it, um, for free to the community of avocado Heights, Hacienda Heights, La Puente, of course, and, um, and Bassett and all those neighborhoods there. So the kids were coming. But we did face one issue where certain kids wanted to go, but because it was in a different hood, they had to be careful, you know what I mean, where they went. And so, yeah, right. So it's very serious. um, But the ones that did make it, you know, it, it went off without a hitch and we were able to have our first our first season. So I'm looking forward to season two. Now, now, how long is the course? the course the first course was slated for 10 weeks but because i had some performances and things to do it stretched into 13 weeks but now we're refining it and we're going to come legit with 15 weeks for our next time out so that that way they get 12 weeks of actual lessons and three weeks of rehearsals
0: is it uh once a week and and how many hours or is it twice a week or how does that work
1: it's once a week, every Thursday, how we did it in La Puente. Uh-huh. And we started with, you know, the younger the kids were, we had brackets. Like, obviously, a 8-year-old has to go to bed by 8 p.m., right? right, right. So the 8-year-olds to, to 11 and 12 were coming in first at 4 p.m. right after school, right? And then you had the other brackets, the thirteens the 17, right? And then we had the 18, you know what I mean? So we did it like that so that everybody and it was for an hour an hour class every every thursday so there, there you know what i really like is lesson lesson planning and as an educator now that i seem to be at least a little bit you know it's exciting to prep the classroom and look at every kid's grades and making sure that they're Attend- their attendance is up and all these things. <laughs> it, it was, it was a new challenge and I loved it. You know, you yeah, know, it, back in the day we used to get record deals. Now we getting city deals, you
0: know, which is why
1: you didn't see me on tour much this year. I didn't, I wasn't out there hey, a lot. And, and that's yeah.
0: okay. Because man, that that's always going to be there. But over here, man, you're working with the kids, the community, bro. And, and how many kids are we
1: talking? We're talking about 125 kids, you know, broken up between three classrooms. And this being the 50th anniversary of hip hop year, it was such a blessing that it happened this year. So that way I could give back to the game that's given me so much, you know.
0: And interesting point right there, Mello, that you bring up on the 50th of hip hop. And it's which was another. And we'll end on this. Well, we got about we still got about 10 minutes. I want to hit at least an hour on this. But we were talking about Latinos in hip hop and being part of this 50th hip hop anniversary celebration, if you will. And uh, we're going, man, you know, uh, back in August, I, I know I saw something on TV and they, they had a bunch of rappers. It was maybe some award show. I don't know. You probably can correct me where, you know, a bunch of rappers just, just came out and did their thing. Not one Latino was on that stage. And I know it kind of raised a ruckus. Not not a ruckus, but just a a, a little minor argument, you know, w- within the, the podcast platforms. I think I might have touched on it just a little. But here we are now. And that was kind of like the first thing on your on your mind, out your mouth, on your mind when we spoke yesterday. And you yeah. were just like, "Man, the fiftieth hip man." I'm just trying to, you know, g- gather my thoughts on this. Go ahead, but I'll let you speak on it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, look, I'm not gonna sit here and complain. I have done some things. Um, I know that the Grammys called me in to do some stuff at the Grammy Museum, and that was super dope. Um, but in terms of these live concerts that, that are going on, um, you might see fat Joe, if you're lucky on, on a lot of these fiftieth, uh, celebrations and that's great. Great for fat Joe, but the game didn't start with fat Joe in terms of Latinos involvement and being proud to be Latino. First of all, you know what I mean? It, it, it. It started on the East Coast with my brother, Mr. Schick, my big bro. But when it came to making this thing a global thing, you know, the Mellow Man Aces, the Lighter Shade of Browns, the Kid frosts of the world have to be mentioned. And I think leaving us out of those type of performances is somewhat of a travesty to hip hop, you know, because we've helped the game grow. We've helped the industry grow. We've helped the culture grow. You know, uh, a lot of us, you know, know that without the Latino involvement and the purchasing dollar of the Latino who basically go to all these concerts more than anybody, you know, what I'm saying um, is a, is a travesty.
0: I think that you hit it on the button there and especially more of the ma- mainstream outlet like like us, you know, mellow lighter shade of brown frost really brought it to the forefront. And I, I'm not even going to forget about the homie, big pun, rest in peace and, and the fat Joe's, as you mentioned. And, yeah. and I think you're right on point with that as well. I, I don't want to like step over the fact that you mentioned miss, miss, uh, Mr. Shick. Can you spell his name, bro? Cause I kind of want to bring that on and educate yeah. people. Who are not already.
1: Who Mr. M R. S C H I C K. Mr. Mr. M-R Shick, Like the razor.
0: Okay, I'm, Mr. Uh, Chick Mr.
1: Chic is the first guy I ever heard rap in Spanish, and, and that was in 1980, 81, 82, on the Sugar Hill label. He had a small Spanish rap at the end of the song called "Disco Dream." That's where I got the idea to come out and write the very first all Spanish rap, not just a verse. And then, of course, what I was able to do in 1990 with Mentirosa and come to add on to the game by flipping the bilingual, what y'all know as the Latin lingo or right. the bilingual, sp- the funky bilingual style, you Mas know, that, that style. no, my was all in Spanish, right? was all Spanish. was all Ooh, Spanish. Whoo, whoo. So I I tried to add on to what he did because they got dropped off the label after their first single, because they were asking for their royalties. And at the time, Sylvia Robinson, who was the owner Sugar Hill records didn't want that type of smoke from the group. So she just dropped them and they went into oblivion um, and they were, you know, they left the game basically. And um, Mr. Schick is a personal friend of mine and uh, I'm proud to call him my big brother. And recently I've, we were able to connect because Two years ago, I did a post about him on Facebook, and one of his cousins happened to be following me, DM me, and said, Hey, man, are, are you really talking about Mr. Schick? That's my cousin. And I said, Hell, yeah, I'm talking about Mr. Schick. I've been looking for that man for 31 years. Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to get him to call you. I said, Man, if you for real, here's my number. Have him call me. So when he calls me, I have to test him because I don't know. You know, I said, kick the rap that you kicked on, on, (laughs) you know, on disco dream and word for word, he kicked it. So then, next thing you know, it is he, he's coming to California to to Santa, uh, I'm sorry, Palm Springs, because now he does graphics uh, for colleges and stuff like that. So he was going to Palm Springs to do a job. I said, I'll meet you in Palm Springs. And so we did that. And we were able to unite for the very first time after me going to New York since 1988 to look for this brother, to find him, to thank him. And he's in LA. And and now he came to California. He lives in South Carolina. Oh, okay. He lives in South Carolina. So if I'm one of the godfathers and you're one of the godfathers, this man is like the grandfather. You feel me? He's right. our cool Herc. You feel me? Right. He's our cool Herc, and he's a great man, a very humble giant, and you know, he he's now starting to get his props because of I, I did find him. And it's a beautiful thing, man. There's a documentary coming out soon where he finally gets his shine. And I, I'm so proud of the fact that I was able to um, start that dialogue. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mr. Schick right there. Did you ever ask him the questions like, What was, like, at all, like, you know, what was your, uh, what were your thoughts back then? Did you know that, like, you you know, Latinos and rap were going to be as where they are now today? I mean, did you ever, like, cross that question with him?
1: I did ask him that question, and on the reel, he said, really, frankly, he had no idea. But that one day, he was in South Carolina um, in 1990-91, He's, he was watching MTV, and he saw my video, and he was like, wow. Now, finally, after all these years, somebody picks up the torch and really does something with it, and, um, and so he told me this in real time, and I was, like, you know, real humbled by it, you know, that he was watching me, but I didn't know it. And this is a man that I have great respect for. Um, I think we all owe him a debt of gratitude, and definitely flowers. So if you can go to his Instagram page and give this man his flowers, it's Mr. Chic of uh, uh I think Mean Machine. Um give that man his flowers, all oh, rasa. Give it give that man his flowers because he's the one that showed me the way that then showed Kid Frost and then Frost led to light of shade. Light of shade leads into cypress, cypress leads into the beat nuts, fat Joe, big pun. It's a domino effect on an educational level.
0: Mm. Preach brother Preach <laughs> And this yeah. is why it's so important Man To, to, to I, mean, I feel like we're kind of doing our own little 50th anniversary of Latinos in hip hop Right now you know just you and yeah, I, I because sure You ain't gonna get that shit with Drink Champs You ain't I'm sorry I'm no. calling them out You ain't gonna yeah. get it you'll get it with some of these You know podcasters that are On <laughs> our, our circle
1: who have Yeah no I mean a lot of these Outlets are fluff right so they Give you the big fluffy name and then that person takes all the credit for what everybody else did, yourself included, right? And so now they have the podium, so they have, they say whatever they, they feel is, is slick and clever and take the credit for everything. And I I see it, and I shun on it. I don't say much about it, but you know what I'm saying? The facts are the facts. You know, everybody wants the fluffy name that's at the top of now you know what I mean instead right. of going you know you, got, you gotta you got know where you come from so you know where you're going you know what I'm saying cause it ain't where you're from it's where you're at where you and at. when it comes to blowing this thing up for Latinos that's all west coast movement that did that it's Mellow Man Ace Kip Frost, Lighter Shade of Brown, Cypress Hill come on man and all the others that came you know you know what I'm saying our, our boy resting in peace um used to roll with Chino, with uh with Brown. Um come on, man. I'm I'm drawing a blank. Help me here. Oh, with Chino XL, you XL? Slow pain, slow pain, our brother oh. Slow Pain, rest oh. in peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proper dose. Um, the Mexicans, you know what I'm saying? All them brothers, all them brothers added on. Sinful and his man, I man. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Mexicans. So, yep. When it comes to understanding the lineage, you know. You want to understand where you came from so that we, when we add on to it, it extends its lifespan and we educate each other and educate the youth as to where this came from. Because one day I woke up and the bilingual style didn't exist. I had to create that so that years now, for now, uh, it, now in the future, there's kids waking up saying, I'm going to rap like that guy. You know what I'm saying? So... Or, or- it solidified it it's okay to because let's face it
0: i mean right now let's go back 15 years ago 20 years ago 25 years ago, even farther like you know we were frowned upon you know of speaking well speaking spanish in a public uh workplace or work establishment i know my mom my parents were you know they they were frowned upon so they they were like spoke total spoke english so it make i think in a rap sense wow like I know you opened some eyes. We opened some eyes doing the Spanglish thing to where it was like, yo, that's dope. That's one of us. Oh, and he's flipping it in Spanish, both languages? I could yeah. do that.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah, and I, I think we've helped to break that stereotype with our music. Um, there have been, I'm sure you've gotten the same fans that'll tell you, I learned how to speak Spanish off of your record, or I get it a lot, especially from... And just from Mentirosa alone, I'll get black brothers to tell me that. White cats, fans, you know, just random people that I meet. Right, I get that. And so I know that our records have helped break those stereotypes, you know. And, and again, not to sound, you know, like we're sitting here pouting or anything. I just feel the day's going to come. And I think it's very near where our props will be just will be just because now you got cats like bad bunny and and, and guys like that really breaking the mold and latinos have outsold everybody everybody this year alone latino artists have outsold everybody between him and cardi b come on man you know what i mean so um it's a beautiful thing and i think the future looks bright for, for all of us
0: and I think, dope. it's dope that it's it's multicultural, like in a Latino sense. Like you, Puerto Rico, you mentioned Bad Bunny, you mentioned um, even Daddy Yankees and, and, you know, the reggaeton of Puerto Rico to, you know, to the Cubanos, Pitbull and, and, and you know, the Peso Pluma, now Me- Mexico. And, and it's just it's all surrounding, brother. And it's like we,
1: we got the game surrounded, bro, from all angles. And you, you just said it right there. You know what I mean? All those different countries you, you named of those rappers. We got the game surrounded. You know, there's nobody there's nobody outselling us. And I think, you know, it's, it's a shame that sometimes it's more of a popularity contest and maybe um, a units thing, a, a number of units moved perhaps, you know. And that's fine. That's fine. But, you know, everybody has their fan base. Everybody has a fan base. I know I've, I've moved over 2 million records myself. So there's somebody out there listening. Right. Somebody's out there listening. I got my plaques on the wall. Somebody's listening. Mm. You know, now if it's a matter of, okay, well we need more like 6 million records sold or we need, if it's a criteria based thing, then what's that number? Is it 7 million? Is it 8 million? Is it 9 million? Or uh, do you have a star on the walk of fame? Who are, you know what I mean? What is it? What's the criteria for that? Um, for that step. I'm,
0: right? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up in the Walk of Fame because it seems like, is it mean, and, and I'm not saying this in a hating way, but it seems like it's easier to get one nowadays. And, and and I've heard of rumors and talks of you can even buy your way into the Hollywood Walk of Fame. What what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, it's it's com- it's open knowledge. If you check it out on the internet, you know, you just look at what it takes to get one. You know, um
0: now I'm not saying cat anybody, you know, Joe Baller down the street could just go, you know what I'm saying, break <laughs> right. bread. No, no, no. You, know, gotta like,
1: like, a, you gotta, gotta have a saying No, you gotta have a body of work of some kind in the in, in the arts, you know. And um, you know, I think it's upwards of fifty three mil uh fifty three thousand dollars now um to to do that, um, about fifty three K if you got that and you got a body of work in the right. arts wow. then you can have one you know what i mean right i mean i know that charlie wilson is barely about to get his uh now uh in the coming days um i saw bobby d post that up and i'm like wow the great charlie wilson still don't have one you know what i mean so
0: uh that's interesting though I've, i i always wondered that and and don't get me wrong um all the hip hop artists that have received one i'm like especially in our circle man west coast is is it's a beautiful thing man you know everyone from you know to, from dre you know or snoop and, and and you know B, you know what i'm saying Cypress and
1: yeah, my brother yeah
0: and and your bro i mean that that says something you know that just
1: uh yeah it how- says that you know they their corporations have done well the corporations that they started you know, these artists, um, they feed a multitude of people, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, when you go on on tour with Snoop Dogg, I'm sure his entourage has got to be 50 people, if not more, you know what I'm saying? so. Yeah, do you think Snoop still travels with a big entourage like that, as he did back in the day? Um, okay. I mean, I would think so. I would think so. I mean, that production team to just put together that stage, you know what I'm saying? So...
0: Oh, oh, I feel you in terms of workers, like, workers. The you remember back in the right. neighborhood out, like, you know, but then they, they ended up getting us in trouble because anyone, any one of them slip that comes back on us. I'm like, nah, I mean, I keep my circle small now. Uh, I never yeah. really been one to bring an entourage like that, to be honest. I mean uh there's just no point you know
1: yeah no me either i've always you know i think you've seen me i I try to keep it family based all the time all all through the years when i first came up i had my two sisters dancing for me my brother Sendog was my hype man to the point to where nowadays for the last 10 15 years my son has been my dj you know what i mean so i I try to keep it in the family and share the wealth and, and try to help you know, um, those around me, especially my family, because my pops he used to always say, whoever makes it first, take the rest of them, take the rest of you with them. That's what he used to say. So I grew up listening to the Isley Brothers, listening to the Brothers Johnson, the Jackson Five, the Jets, Sister Sledge. You see where I'm going with this? Oh, yeah. All those groups were all family-based. And so when I came up, you know, when you go look at the Soul Train footage or you go look at the Arsenio Hall footage, that's my brothers and sisters on stage with me. And you can't deny my, you know, how, how trill I kept it.
0: That's so, that's so bizarre, man. Just to hear that. Like, I was like, just thinking you was growing up on some like legendary type shit music. Like, yeah, I, I'm like, yes, yeah, it's just legend. But there is something unique. You're right, man. Those are families. Jackson's fucking zap, you know? Um Yeah
1: roger troutman larry troutman lester troutman baby troutman all them troutmans yeah absolutely yeah those were all family-based so
0: mellow i think it's so dope to see you and sandman just in the same building or together or just just on 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 you know on on pictures and i see fans comment too man as well like that's just dope you guys are legends bro both of you that they should be pretty proud of yourselves man
1: I am and I'm so happy that yeah me and my brother are are, are fucking chilly most um and um and and with b two man um it's been a an amazing you know roller coaster ride since nineteen eighty seven that I've been on when I dropped my first single my Spin Gong to now you know um doing all these other things and playing golf now in my older age and, and, and loving that. I see that man. I, that really tripped me out
0: too. I'm like, man, man,
1: I'm on the golf course.
0: Really? And not only that,
1: he's assembling his own crew to come play on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I realized the other day that I'm, I'm semi-retired. I really am. Um, and I'm enjoying, I smell the flowers in my yard every morning. You know, I water them myself. Um, I'm semi-retired. I play golf lot i do my shows here and there and you know i keep it to myself i keep it pushing you know i had the wine company that did well for me you know i'm i'm good i'm okay (laughs) i'm good
0: i wanted to show you something somebody see that comment i don't know if you can see that comment right there it said did melon ghost write sunday afternoon can
1: you answer that absolutely not (laughs) unequivocally not (laughs) yeah Hey, Fred Reck used to always say expeditiously. Expedition. I don't know what that meant, but expeditiously not.
0: Trip on no. this. And no, instead, though, um, space balls. I want you to take a look at the screen here. And um, who's that guy right there on, sitting next to me on that bench?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he
0: been right Sunday afternoon. Yeah, buddy. I was there, though. The
1: video. I was in the video, man. I've loved you brothers since day first, man. You know, and so I when you called me and told me about it, I had to represent,
0: man. My guy. And you've been representing since day one. And I can say this here on the Blackout Podcast. And I've said it to you off air as well, man, in other places, that you've always been a one. Man, since day one, brother, you've always taken us under your wing where we had even I, I knew that out. I knew I found that out that time we almost got into it with Frost and, and with, with Booyah Tribe over there at the uh, Hollywood uh pool athletic club yeah yeah mm-hmm. i know we've told that story we haven't you know we could do that another time but that's neither here nor there but you since then man you you've always been solid dude and you've always showed up every time i asked you even in my recent birthday party bro even in there was a to bust a studio verse man mellow man was always there and i applaud you and thank you for that man love you
1: damn right and i do it all over again that's just what it is you know i love you boy
0: El Padrino, Mellow Man Ace. Thank you, bro. Gracias, man. Um, I think my food's on the way. My wife is over here texting me. I was only gonna go an hour, but shit, man. You know, you and I, we could talk for days though. Please come back, man. You know, on the podcast and, and you know, and I'd love to get updated again with to see how many more cities that you grow you know, with the um with the uh, the the art institute type the Mellow Man Ace
1: Edutainment Arts program, yeah. The the rap star. I'll definitely come back. I'll definitely come back and let you know and update you.
0: And, and really quick, I know we was trying I, was, I even DM'd her. You, you, you're managing two as well. Is this Jessica Acosta? You want to talk about that? Just real quick.
1: Yeah, Jessica uh, came to my attention by a, a, an amazing graf- uh, graphic arts guy named Raul Sanchez. And I'll connect you two. um He pointed her out to me. And uh, so I said, yeah, I'll help her out. I'll do what I can. So I reached out to you and I sent you her information off the rip. And I and I look forward to seeing her growth. So, shout out to her. Yeah, and she's
0: out of Riverside too. That's even doper, man. Right down the street, right here from you, man. So, yeah, um, I'll definitely will check her stuff out, brother. Thank you for the tip on that, and we look forward to having her here as well. And I'll catch you on the fly, my brother. Love you, bro. Stay away from that weed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> unequivocally. <laughs> All right, bro. We'll catch you, man. Yes, sir. See. All right, man. Hey, that's it guys. So that's a wrap. I just wanted to come on here and shoot this shit. And it started with the whole conversation of me and Mello sharing like our weed experiences. So, uh, if you're just co- coming in right now and catching this live, you can stro- scroll, back to the uh, beginning. Cause that's when we basically just get it out the way. So on and so forth. So other than that, I appreciate you guys, little art. You can go back as well. Blockout crew is still in effect. We are just holding it down right now until we get this location settled. Um, but, uh, every now and then you'll, you'll see me pop in maybe once or twice a week just to kind of, you know, keep the, the channel floating and keep beating you guys content. If there's anything else you'd like to see during this time, I give it about maybe two to three weeks before we get to our new location and you'll see everybody back. But in the meantime, let me know, man, I know this, there's nothing's like going live when somebody's in person. I get that, but thank God for great internet. And we're able to, you know, at least get them, you know, back on, uh, on camera here, You know, it's better than nothing, I say. So if there's somebody you'd like to reach out to, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of cats that are out of state as well, too, that I can reach out to, that we can do this form of uh, technology. Hey, don't hesitate to drop it in the comments. All right. Other than that, please subscribe to all of our channels. uh, Well, it's the Blockout Podcast um, on all social media. All right. And if you get a chance, jump over to the Lighter Shade of Brown YouTube channel. We just dropped two bangers funk by nature and sunsets god bless y'all we'll catch you guys on the next